The role-playing hour, there are many footprints going into its cave, but very few coming out. Suede pants, dry cleaning. Crushed velvet jacket, dry cleaning. Ermine boxer shorts, dry cleaning. Leather vest, dry cleaning. Sheepskin gloves, dry cleaning. Royal robe embroidered with golden thread and inlaid with jewels, dry cleaning. Arseless Velcro chaps, dry cleaning. Shirt made out of thousands of strung together mirrored panels like a disco ball, dry cleaning. Ostrich feather boa, dry cleaning. Tiger skin headdress, dry cleaning. Ah, sock. That must be one for the washing. I'll just go into the laundry and pop that in the machine. Ah, why is it so bright in here? Uh, sorry, matey. Roland, what are you doing in here? I just wanted to do some gardening. What do you mean? Is, is that a hydroponic setup? Mate, it's just one plant. No, Roland, we can't have criminal activities in our house. But mate, the seedling I got. It's Nicaraguan Maroon Lumbago. It's the most powerful smoke in the known world. Crossbred with chilies and a Venus flytrap. It produces so many buds, the central stem nearly collapses under the plant's own weight. It's only one plant, but I just have to dry the smoke that it grows, and this will make us rich. Hey, Jim, I just came to wash my purple skirts and my green tops, and my purple tops and my green skirts, and my monster slippers and my mustard tights, and to waterproof my pointy-toed elf shoes. Want to share a load? Frodo and Sam style? Wait, Roland, what are you doing here? He wants to grow some kind of super potent South American drug plant in our laundry. Just the one! Hey, Jim, I just came into the laundry to smell when... Hey, Wendy! Ha, I didn't see you there. You should wear a high-visibility vest or something. It would be much more discretion-inducing. Roland, ha, you're back! He wants to grow a drug plant. I can't even reach the washing machine now. This is one itty-bitty drug plant, and it'll make us all rich! No, no, Roland... You don't even properly live here. Your name isn't even on the lease. Yeah, if you get caught, we take the blame. But how rich? How many pairs of shoes are we talking? Uh, a few. I like expensive shoes. Look what grows from this plant here. It's rare, right? Nothing else like it in the state. It's a luxury item. And it has a high yield. One plant is low risk. It's not a big setup. It's a rigididge. When you compare risk to profit... I don't know. Would you kill the plant, Wendy? Would you just throw it out in the street? <gasps> we can't kill the plant! If you let me grow it here, we'll split the money evenly, except oh, I get two shares for setting it up and there's a finder's fee for getting the plant. That's fair, and I won't even betray me partners and drag you behind me car as a circle of Coles car park like most Adelaide drug lords would. Yeah, it sounds a bit too dodgy. And unethical, and I like ethics. Wendy, girls like guys who like ethics, right? Girls like hot young guys who like ethics, yes. Also, hot young guys who don't like ethics. Look, usually when you buy drugs of any kind, you're supporting organised crime, right? A portion of the money goes to the organised criminals who make such an operation possible. And those criminals, uh, they extort, assault, murder, and cause mayhem with those funds. But this time you're not. You're giving the money to me, and I'm the most disorganised criminal there is. Mm, I guess. 
And I'm giving just a small part of that as protection money to bikies. Protection money to bikies? That's organised crime. Yeah, but if I don't, they'll steal our stash, go out, stop at the hardware store across the street, buy a hammer, come back and smash our teeth in. So really it's more like charity to help a worthy cause. Us having teeth. Well, I always did like charity. We can't kill the poor plant. And I do like shoes. Wendy likes the plant, and therefore she probably likes guys who like the plant, so I agree with Wendy. I like young, hot guys who like the plant. Also young, hot guys who don't like the plant. Great. Well, you look after me lovely pot plant. Make sure she gets lots of light and water. Soon she'll be giving up her delicious fat buds for us all. Now see you around. I'm going to go to the hydro store to pay off the labour on these equipment. It was pretty expensive. I might have to do a burn side run and stop at Cashy's before I go there. <laughs> well, it's just us and the Nicaraguan Maroon Lombalgo. Three weeks with that plant in the house. I'm getting so paranoid. Anyone could find it at any moment. Did you hear that? Was that helicopters? The plant has already grown so big. And all those tendrils and things coming out of it, it's really thriving. I think it's doing so well because I sing to it. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up, shut up. We're trying to take it slow, but we're still losing. Yeah, it's, it's growing bigger to get away from your mouth where the singing is coming out of. Hey, that's not fair. I just hadn't warmed up. <laughs> me, me, my, my, lady, la, la, la. Butter, gotta, butter, gotta, butter, gotta, butter, gotta, butter, Shut up, just shut up, shut up. Shut up, shut, shut up, shut up. Try to take it slow. Seriously, we can't be here, man. We're gonna get hot. Where could we go? I don't know. We could take the time machine, travel into the past for a holiday, and then come back to the future. No, DM. Remember what happened last time we used a time machine and we went back and met those poets who were composing the highly erotic and evocative lyrics of Arabian Nights? Oh, yeah. Well, hello there, poet. Wendy, your hair is black like the days of parting and your face radiant as the days of union. You have a nose like a polished sword blade, cheekbones like purple wine over cheeks like red anemones, and lips like coral and carnelian. Your saliva is sweeter than wine and its taste would quench the torture of hellfire. Your tongue is controlled by ample intelligence and is prompt to answer. Your bosom is a seduction for those who see it. Glory be to the one who created and formed it. Attached to it are two smooth and rounded arms, as the lovesick poet has described. Were these arms not held in place by bracelets, they would flow from her sleeves like streams. You have two breasts like caskets of ivory from which the sun and moon draw light. Your stomach with its folded wrinkles is like a roll of embroidered Egyptian linen with folds like a rolled up scroll ending in a waist that is more slender than imagination can dream of. This is set on buttocks like sand dunes that hinder you when you want to get up and keep you awake when you want to sleep. As the poet has said, her buttocks are joined to a delicate waist. They play the tyrant over me and her. The thought of them can bring me to a halt. They force her to sit back down when she wants to get up. They're supported by two smooth thighs and two legs like columns of pearl, all carried on two dainty feet, pointed like spearheads. The work of the watcher, the judge. Were a zephyr to pass by the country where you slept, it would be centred that night as it left. 
Your necklaces complain of the jangling of your belt, but on your wrists the bracelets make no sound. Your anklets long to kiss your earrings. Well, thank you. No, thank you. And Jim, sweet Jim. Yes. Ha, oh, Jim. When Jim appeared, people said, "Blessed be God." Great is the Lord who fashioned and formed him. He is the king of all the lovely ones. They are all his subjects now. His saliva holds melted honey, and his teeth form pearls. He is perfect and unique in loveliness, in which he leads all of mankind astray. Beauty has written on his cheek, "No one is beautiful but he." I would swear by his cheek and his laughing mouth, by the arrows that he scatters through his magic, the softness of his sides and his sharp glance, the whiteness of his forehead and the blackness of his hair. I swear by his eyebrow, which drives sleep from my eyes and overwhelms me when he forbids or commands. By the scorpion locks that curl above his temples, seeking to murder lovers when he deserts them. By the roses of his cheeks, the myrtle of his down, the carnelian. Of his smiling mouth and by his pearly teeth, I swear by the sweetness of his scent and the liquid of his mouth that puts to shame the grapes that are pressed for wine. By his buttocks that quiver when he moves or stays still. By his slender waist and his generous hand, his truthful tongue, his noble lineage and his exalted rank. Musk is the residue of his cheeks' mole. And from him is the scent of perfume spread. The shining sun is his inferior, and the crescent moon a clipping of his fingernail. Hey, thanks, poet. That's spot on. No problem, Jim. Diem. Yes, <laughs> poet. Go ahead. You can start now. Diem, diem. You sway like a cow with the pox, and you are soft like a bloated three-day dead goat. Your scalp is. Like a dried-out wadi, where camels go to die, skeletons showing in place of furry hide, where the abundance of your waste to be found in your heart, you would be the most charitable and generous of men. Your face is like the moon reflected in a pool of donkey's urine, and your body like the sun, big and difficult to look at. Your saliva is like wine drunk from a flask made of sheep's stomach that has not properly been cured. When I see you, I melt with longing to be blind, and your nose is like a dainty jewel resting on a pile of butcher's offal. The moles on your cheek are like black flies clustered on a calf's gangrenous backside. Your lips are like roses growing over the rim of a broken-open sewer pit. Your chest is like two sacks of grain bulging off a mule's back and full of worms. <gasps> When you gaze upon yourself, your stomach longs to kiss your lips. Your form is an inspiration to those who see it—an inspiration to have one less serving at dinner. And the smoothness of your skin is like a pearl sitting lodged in an oyster's gaping off grey salt watery maw. Your necklaces complain of the jangling of your nipple rings, and your belly hides from view your manly treasure like a mother swan protects its chick beneath an extended wing. Your buttocks are like bales of treated cotton strapped to a city wall to protect from trebuchets during times of siege, with a nozzle in the middle so the defenders can douse the attackers in burning oil. Were your penis a sword, you'd have lost your fingers a thousand times over for never sheathing the blade. You have the eyes of a gazelle after it has been kicked in the head by a bigger gazelle. When people see you, they soil their trousers, but only in the back. Um, thanks, poet. Ugh, yeah, fine. We won't use the time machine.
Even if we leave and someone finds the plant when we're not here, the police would still pin it on us because of the lease. <sighs> yeah, okay, we'll stay here and we'll look after the plant. This is Len and I hate the role-playing hour because they mostly come out at night. Mostly. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hour so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. Hello? Oh, hello there, Sunshine. Hello, hello, hello. Ah, uh, police. Uh, what are you doing here? We're just investigating because we got reports of a strong smell of cannabis coming from this building. The strong smell of cannabis. And where there's smell, there's smoke. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, Sunshine? The Residents Association is concerned. No, uh... You having a little party, smoking up a storm? Having a little cannabis party, are ya, are ya? No, no. Good, well, whoever they are making this smell, they best stop. We're going to every flat and letting them know they better stop or we'll be back. Yeah, back. And right up the arse of whoever has all this cannabis. Right up. Right, well, good to know. I hope you find whoever has all the cannabis. Who wants that awful smell? <laughs> right, good night, sunshine. Yeah, enjoy your evening, sunshine. <gasps> hey, Jim, who was that? Nothing, just the police. <laughs> Look, don't worry. They just had someone complain that they could smell marijuana, but they don't even know what flat it's coming from. They can't pin anything on us. And it's just a few more weeks now. We're all going to death row. They don't have death row here. They'll make it for us because we're such drug criminals. <laughs> I'm going to bed to sleep and hide. <laughs> Hey, Nicaraguan maroon lumbago. Look at you. You're getting so big. All those buds, you're turning into a woman. And all those thick fronds reaching down from your hydroponic setup and onto the floor. And what is that there? It looks like a giant seed pot. I looked you up on Wikipedia, you know. They say you were found in Nicaragua, but some say you are so potent you must have come from space, carried here from a meteorite. That is only urban legend, of course. But you're famous. Well, you look nice and healthy. Now, I might just sing for you so you can go to bed. I won't turn your light off, of course, but you can still have a nice rest. Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. What? Your frond, it's moving. It, it's so great and vine-like. How can you... <laughs> Police are going to come. I can feel it. They're going to bust down my door and... That's police! Hello, DM. Wendy? I was nearly asleep. Turn on the light. I'd like to keep it dark, DM. Wendy, what are you doing in my room so late at night? I want you to join me, DM. Join you? Yes. Become like me. Um, okay. Will you like me more if I become like you? I would like hot young guys who become more like me. Of course. I would like anybody who becomes like me. Really? Well, okay, I'll consider it. Do you have like a, a manifesto or something, a little red book? Yes. Here you go. Let me just turn on my bedside lamp. Mm, this book's all rubbery. Let me see, what does it say I need to do to become more like you? Hmm, chapter one, the pod people. <clears throat> the pod people are the core of the photosynthetic revolution. Pod people criticism should only be carried out within the pod people community and between pod people. Well, 
That sounds fair. Only pod people would be qualified to comment upon other pod people after all. That is a very good chapter. Chapter 7. Dare to struggle and dare to win. Fighting is unpleasant and the pod people would prefer not to do it at all. At the same time, they stand ready to wage a just struggle of self-preservation against human and animal matter, both foreign and domestic. Perfectly reasonable. Human and animal matter are paper tigers. Yes. Chapter 17. Serving the pod people. It is the duty of the photosynthetic organisms to serve the pod people. Without the pod people's interests constantly at heart, their work is useless. Okay. Hmm. Chapter 18. Serving the flesh people. Flesh people should be served ground up and mixed in with three parts saltpeter and bone meal scattered in the topsoil. Huh. Just ignore that part. Chapter 24. Correcting mistaken ideas. Arrogance, lack of achievement after a prosperous period, selfishness, shirking work, and liberalism are all evils to be avoided in the development of the photosynthetic revolution. Liberalism is taken to mean that a pod person may avoid conflict or work in order to be more comfortable for the moment, while the problem continues to grow. Pod people must always be working and must always be in conflict. I'm not sure about that. It's great. You will love it. Chapter 25, Unity. Unity of the pod people and the photosynthetic revolution as a whole is essential. Discussing breaches in unity and methods for dealing with such breaches are redundant as pod people have no free will. You have read enough, DM. Would you like to join me in my wonderful new life? We can look to the sun and our chloroplasts will be energised and our chlorophyll will resonate with light of a new era. Well, uh, I'm becoming uncertain. We have a five-year plan. What happens in the first year? Human beings exist on Earth. And what has changed by the fifth year? My previous sentence could no longer be considered true. <laughs> Look, Wendy, I... Come, come with me, DM. Join me. I will be so grateful. Everyone likes everyone where I'm going. Everyone is equal. We don't judge by appearance or by pollen count. There is only... Love? Understanding? Unity. Equality. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. Come, take my hand, DM. Wow, you're actually letting me touch your hand. Oh, it's very cold and rubbery. Come with me, DM. We'll be together. Everyone will be together. And there will be no hate or anger or sadness. No one will feel anything. My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. This is John Leeson, and I hate the role-playing hour because I have to hide behind the sofa whenever their terrifying show comes on. Yes? Hello, sunshine. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello again. We just wanted to come back because we noticed something interesting. Yeah, something interesting. In the first place, as we previously mentioned, residents have complained about the strong smell of cannabis originating from somewhere in this block of flats. Yeah, emanating. Secondly, we've just noticed that in the past couple of months, use on your electricity meter has gone up 3,000%. 3,000%. That's a lot of juice. That much power would be very useful if a particular scrope bag wanted to, say, run some high-powered light. 24 hours a day, say, greenhouse lights. Yeah, that kind of power would create a lot of artificial sunshine, sunshine. It would also power the timers and pumps on an elaborate hydroponics system. Elaborate pump power. If we found out someone was operating a hydroponic system to grow illegal drugs, do you know what we'd do to that someone? Yeah, do you know what we would do? Because it wouldn't be entirely pleasant. Oh, uh, well, well, what, what would you do? Well, 
We'd take this truncheon and we'd ram it where the sun don't shine, sunshine. And we'd book you and take you down to the station and confiscate your setup and give you time to set up an appropriate legal defense. Appropriate legal defense. Okay, okay, that's, that's perfectly understandable. I agree, drug criminals are terrible. So, what have you got to say about this electricity usage then? Well, uh, we, we just got a bigger TV, that's all. We upgraded from a 48-inch to a 51-inch, that must be why. Is it plasma? Yeah, plasma gets better blacks. Yeah, but the image can burn in. Only if you're a fool and leave a Blu-ray paused or something. I got a 54-inch. Don't know why anyone would go smaller. Mine's a real man's TV. I got a 58-inch, Larry. Would never look back. It just allows me to enjoy my favourite shows more. Well, but why, why would you even need one that big? That's ridiculous. That's overkill. Besides, next week I'm, I'm, I'm getting a 60-inch. I'm getting an 80-inch. Oh, I'll fight you, Barry. Oh, I'll fight you, your screw bag. Mine is a five-year warranty. I'll fight you, sunshine. Mine is 3D we never use. Oh, uh, well, okay. Bye, guys. Good luck in finding your criminal. Jim? Oh, Wendy. I didn't see you there, standing shrouded in the semi-darkness. Yes. Mother thrives in the light, but certain vegetables do better underground. Jim. Oh, and DM too. What are you guys up to? Jim, have you considered the value of living in a utopian society? I have a little red book. No, I never went in for that political bullshit. Everyone is flawed, so their systems are always flawed. Whatever works, I suppose, and things work well enough now, warts and all, even if our form of democracy isn't perfect. You sure? It's a pretty good little red book. Yeah, I'm sure. Hmm. Hmm. Jim, I want you. You... you what, Wendy? My calyx is full of nectar. Um... Look at my beautiful petals. Sure, Wendy. I'm nectary for you, Jim. So nectary. Right. Crawl into my stigma, you dirty, dirty boy. Wendy, is something wrong? Jim. Yes, DM? Look at my stamen. It's ready for you. Why don't you brush it against yourself? Why don't you brush it against your face? I'm gonna say no. My fruit, they're ripe. They're hanging heavy from me. Why don't you pluck them and suck out the seed? Pollinate me, Jim. Pollinate me deep and hard. Walk around all on my filaments, covering me in another person's mucky, sticky love, you slut. Grab me by the peduncle as you fertilise my pollen tubes again and again. Disperse your seed to me on the wind. I'm going to go out on a flowery limb here and say there's something wrong with you guys. Have you been smoking Roland's plant? Don't you want me, Jim? Yes, don't you want me? You can have both of us. Hmm, a woman and an ugly straight guy. I think I might decline. Thanks for the nearly impossible to resist temptation, though. Our passion will be undying. During winter, it will retreat into a bulb, but in spring, it will be born anew. Do you like it rough, Jim? I have thorns. I'm thorny for you. Come, Jim. Watch me asexually reproduce. You have, haven't you? You've been smoking Roland's plant. I didn't even know it was ready. I'm going to see how much damage you've done. Wow. Oh, wow. Look, this is different. If only I didn't dry clean so much, I might have come in more recently. Beautiful, isn't she? Our mother. What are all these vines coming out of it and spreading all over the room? And a marijuana plant's supposed to have that giant bulbous growth on the top what are these they look like giant seed pods three are broken open two look like they're starting to rot and one looks fresh but there are four others i'll just crack this one open wait wait that's a human nose that's that's wendy wendy is buried inside this plant pod she has vines going up her nose and into her mouth and what about this one 
Oh, there's some shapeless, formless, pale green figure. A man made of vegetable, but his nose, is it changing? It looks a little like mine, and I can see lips. They're almost growing and colouring now that they're exposed to the light. They look like my lips. So kissable. It's like a half-formed me. This pod is waiting for you, Jim. Yes. Get into the pod. Into the pod, Jim. Mount yourself on the stamen. You will be one of us. This is horrific. This Nicaraguan maroon lumbago, it's not some passive plant benefiting humankind. It's a menace. The revolution has begun, Jim. The old order is being overthrown. We want you to be part of the new way of things. Wait. The tendrils of the marijuana plant, they're moving. Oh, one is wrapped around my leg. And the growth at the top, it's opening like the mouth of a Venus flytrap. If you don't join us, Jim, then you have no purpose. If you don't join us, then your only use is as fertiliser for the next generation. Jim, it is time for you to die. No, no, no! Stop frontling my nipples! No! Listeners at home, will you join the photosynthetic revolution? Will you be with us or against us? Call in and tell us how you will aid the cause. Or write in on our Facebook wall and tell us how you will submit to the revolution. The number to dial is 83135000. And you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash theroleplayinghour. You are listening to... The Pod People. We have no individual identities. They are redundant in the new world order. So is hate... So is love. And we are now broadcasting from what was the role-playing hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM digital radio and online. Examples of the now-defunct old world order can be found at the WordPress site, theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com, and also at the Radio Adelaide website itself. But right now, call in on 83135000 or write on our Facebook wall and tell us how how you will join or submit to the photosynthetic revolution. No! This is Robert O'Reilly and I hate the role-playing hour. I wish their BO and inconsistent hygiene would be banished from this world and into the halls of Stovocar. Oh, go suck the big one. So, here we are, back with the photosynthetic revolution. Yes. I shall check the Old Order Facebook wall and Jacob Sackpunch Collins. Names and individual identities will be redundant in the New World Order, but he says, I don't have a firstborn, but I can harvest other people's for you. Excellent. I, I like the sound of that. Harvest them. Take them from the womb, implant them in the womb of Mother Nature, the soil beneath your feet, where they can rot and feed our destiny. How are you feeling, Jim? A little green. Frondle him again, fronds of the Great Mother. Frondle away! It's not so bad after a while. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. What about there? Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good. We thought you humans were particularly weak there. Uh, yeah, I tried the other side. Oh, God damn it, that hurts! Stop it! Not there! Anywhere but there! We've found his weakness. These humans, so primitive, so useless. 
It's not entirely true. We have uses. Hmm. Name one. Fertilizer. Name two. Watering us. Name three. Um. Yeah. Building apiaries so that bees can pollinate us. I guess, although... Mm, feels nice. I guess, technically, you guys would probably be better at that than us, because, uh, well, bees, I'm kind of allergic to them. They mm. sort of cause me to die. Steve Zugzug Parker says, I rock at plants versus zombies. I feel my tactical abilities would lend themselves well to being a general of a plant army. Mm. Indeed, we must recruit this Steve Zugzug. He can be General Zug. Yep. Plants always beat out the zombies. Mm. Mm-hmm. It should live at Radio Adelaide and can be raised a little bit. No, that's from last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should mention that if people... Uh, another way you can contribute to the photosynthetic revolution is by... Uh, you've heard of Radio Free Europe. Well, this is Radio Imprison the World! And if you would like to see the world imprisoned and the, uh, to hear broadcasts about your impending imprisonment and destruction from Radio Adelaide, then you can support it and keep it going by subscribing. It costs $40 concession for one year to become a member, or 75 standard, and every, y- you will win a prize, potentially, if you subscribe this month. You will go into a draw for two season passes to the Serbian Friends 2014 concert season. The program features classical chamber music at its best over five national tours from March through to November. Too bad, Serbian Friends. By then the world will be ours. It will be Serbian Fertilizer. To subscribe, it's 83135000 during business hours. Or go to the website and look for the links on how to de- subscribe and decompose. That's what you will be doing once we take over. A lot of decomposition in the ground. It's easier than composition. You will love it. It's very relaxed. When you come to get me, I will be armed with glyphosate. Glyphosate. Glyphosita. Spray your way. Your roots will wither and die. We defy your human poisons. We defy all your human stuff. Blah. This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R so much that I'm taking this house and going back to the planet transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. Come on, Riff, shift it. This is Corin Nimick, and I hate the role-playing hour because they had sex with David Faustino's midget mother, and it was my turn. Just give in. Give in to the vegetation. It'll be easier that way. Just let your life go calmly. Your freedoms, your individuality, all your insecurities and your anxieties. Were they really worth it? No. No. I'll never! The more of the Great Mother gapes for you. Feed her. No, no! Do not bother to struggle, Jim. Those vines around your leg, arm and chest. There is no way you can break free. The tendrils secrete a special resin which bonds to organic matter. All organic matter, eh? 
Too bad that this inky black Versace jacket I'm wearing is vinyl. What? No! Bloody hell. Did you see that, Larry? A bloke jumped out of that third story window and landed right there. Christ on a bike and we were just about to leave. Well, there goes my vinyl jacket. But at least I'll save on dry cleaning. How'd you do that, sunshine? Officers... There's a terrifying plant monster up there, hell-bent on taking over the earth. It tried to kill me, but I just managed to escape by using the vine it had clasped around my ankle as an improvised bungee. As I had surmised, my weight proved too much for it and let me go and retracted its tendril in pain once it had broken my fall. Took a bit of skin off, though. Damn resin. Look at that, Larry. It's a Nicaraguan maroon lumbago cannabis plant. Abraham on a velocipede, Barry. It's a fight against drugs. I've waited all my life for this. Watch out, guys. It's reaching out with lots of vines now. Those could lift a man with ease. Ease? The cannabis plant has ease, too. We're not running. This is what we're out on the streets for, to make a stand against drugs. Just say no, Barry. Yes, I will, Larry. I'll just say no. Larry, it's got me. I can't escape. It's lifting me into the air. It's got me, too, Barry. No, no. We're three stories up already, Barry. Look at the mouth on that thing. Taser it, Barry. Taser it. Can do, Larry. <laughs> No effect. Shoot it, Larry. Shoot it. Oh, oh, can do, Barry. Bullets cannot stop us. We do not have your human weakness. Feed yourself, mother. Grow stronger on the blood of these men. No, no. I don't want to be fertilizer for marijuana. That'll lead to being fertilizer for methamphetamine, cocaine, and harder drugs. No. Oh God, oh God, gotta do something. If I don't stop it now, it'll really get out of hand and plants will take over the world and without a world, where will I eat my dinner? Think, think. Jim. What? Wendy, you got down here already? Jim. Both of you, all covered in bullet holes, leaking green sap, that's grotesque. I would say it is just flesh wound, but we have no flesh. Flesh is weak. (laughs) Oh, Oh, Wendy, you're, you're so strong. You hit me so hard, I went right off my feet and dented this cop car. Ugh, I don't know if I broke something, I... Bones break, Jim. Bodies decompose. And from them rise flowers. Always flowers. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, you're both so, so strong, I... I can't take much. Wendy, please. You're not Wendy. And you're not the DM, are you? You're just foul counterfeits left in their place. Not even worthy of the names you stole. Well, you may be DM, but not Wendy. I think we have fractured his skull already. How easily we can crack it open. One or two more blows. You cut a limb off a plant, it grows back. I wonder if a human does the same. Only one way to find out. Good night, Jim. The era of humans is finished. Wendy, no, I... I think he lost a tooth then. Do those grow back? Not on an adult one. Nothing grows back on these humans. Even worms are better than them. And worms will make a nice meal of him and break him down so that we might absorb his nutrients more easily. I think perhaps we did break his skull that time. I'm not hearing any of his prattling. They really are fragile, aren't they? All that passion, fear and rage, it did not help him in the end. If only he'd joined us. You know... You really shouldn't have knocked me through the window of a hardware store. Why? Did you fall on some hammers and hurt yourself? Is it time for us to put you out of your misery? No. It's time to cut the grass! (laughs) No! No! 
<laughs> Even plants can't recover if I cut them up into small enough pieces. I'll throw you in the wood chipper next. Please, Jim, think of the glorious future and the equality all you humans will have when you're all equally dead. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain if you're marijuana. This is your brain if you're marijuana chopped up with a lawnmower. <laughs> Here we are, Nicaragua and Maroon Lumbago, just you and me. And you really want to grab me, don't you? But you can't. Here I am, clad head to toe in latex and pleather. You'll never get a good grip with your organic secretions. You're perfectly adapted to cope with the natural world, but not us, not humans. Ah, don't snap your jaws at me. You plants think you can get us. You think you can take over, but we find you. We get you, wherever you hide. The Amazon, we're winning. Humans won, plants zero. We hate you so much, we cut off your heads and give them to our women as trophies. And me, I'm good to go anytime, every time. Wake me up in the middle of the night and I might have bed hair and bed beard, but I'm still ready for action. But you, all I have to do is turn out the light. Yes. Go to sleep. Close up your little flower mouth. Droop your little head. The sun is gone and you're defenseless. And Uncle Jim has got the pruning shears. Hey, matey. Uh, Jim just came back to check if me <coughs> plan is ready. Oh, it's ready, Roland. It's ready. Man, this Nicaraguan maroon lumbago is a good smoke. Mmm, I'm smoking some Wendy brains. Smooth. And they really get you whacked. <laughs> I'm smoking down some good gym. I think that's a finger. <coughs> shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Mm. I'm totally smoking my pod person doppelganger's wiener. I regret nothing! Thanks for uh, uh, pulling us out of those pods and saving us, Jim. No problem. You know, DM, maybe you were right. Maybe we should have just taken a trip in the time machine and avoided all of this. Wait until it all blew over. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to smoke so much to dull the pain of my fractured skull and all these lacerations from broken glass. I don't know, I think you did the right thing, Jim. <sighs> Stopping the world from getting taken over by an alien plant hybrid. That was that was really big of you, man. That was really big of you. Also, time travel is not so great. I mean, remember what happened in the end with those Arabian Nights poets? You poets are great. Tell me another one. When I refused to lie with her, she said, Fool, yours is the height of folly. If you won't take my vulva as a place of prayer, here is another that you may prefer. Um... She offered a smooth vulva, but I said, I don't do that. She gave up, saying, whoever is turned away from it is turned away. No one these days uses the front. 
And then she turned round for me a backside like molten silver. Well done, well done, my mistress. May I never be distressed by your loss. Well done, you who are wider spread than are the victories of our lord the king. Hey, poet, do you have another one for me? My tool is large, but the young boy says, strike like a hero to the inmost parts. I told him that is not permissible, but he said, it is to me. And so uncritically, I slept with him. Right. May I be your ransom? I have picked you out because you neither menstruate nor ovulate. Were I inclined to lie with pretty girls, the wide land would be too narrow for my children. (coughs) That's right. They all wanted to have butt sex with us. Yes, so we should never go back there. Actually, the idea didn't bother me that much. I was kind of in an experimental mood at the time. Should we return? Yeah, let's. God damn it, no one wants to have butt sex with me.